Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Yeah, I'm supposed to get a new uh, new scoreboard. Uh, new. Uh, this will be uh, like the grandson of uh, Raider Tron. Uh, and and the son of Raidertron five thousand, so I mean scoreboard or video board. Well, it'll have the score on it too, but I guess it will also have video. So if you technically yeah. wanted to call it a video board, I guess we could. Well, That's what, what I would call it. Yeah, I would call, call scoreboard it. more what you see in basketball okay. that doesn't have. Okay. I would also consider your scoreboard at the Jones being the double T scoreboard. Mm. Okay, which we okay. know they're going to be getting a new one. Okay, they right. chopped the little one up, and you can now. I well, they haven't chopped it up. up. I mean, it's, they haven't chopped it up yet. No, it's. Uh, I know exactly where it is. It's uh, you know where the health science center is there on uh, Indiana. As yeah. you, if you, you take the tech, you take the tech parkway, uh-huh. and you get to um, that little tech parkway in about Fourth Street, and it's uh, laying in a field over there. It's protected by a fence because they're going to resurrect it. Okay. Okay. They're going to. Cool. It's going to find us. It's going to find a home at some point on time. Uh, here in the in the city, okay. So be be kind of looking for that at some at some point in time. Um, be a place where you can, Jamie, go and take selfies <laughs> after you've arrived in Lubbock. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Right. Very cool. So mm-hmm. so be uh, be looking for that this this at some at some point in time. Six uh, thirty two this morning. Gates Morning Center chat line is open. Go to double t dot com or the mobile app. Uh, this question, wasn't there a tech game recently where the opponent had an oversized cowboy hat put on their head by a teammate outside of the dugout? I don't remember him being kicked out or there being a suspension, maybe because it wasn't intentional. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, it seems like, where was where was that? Was that in, in Manhattan? I think it was in Manhattan. Yes, it was. Okay. It was in Manhattan, and then they just told... They told the third base coach, who was their head coach, "Hey, no more of that. No more Tell of them that. to stop it. No okay. more of that." Yes, okay. that's exactly right. And maybe the maybe the conehead guy in uh, West Virginia didn't. Maybe he'd already been warned. I who have knows? I have no clue. Yeah, I have no clue. Do you do you remember? And, those? and again, um, I think that the 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 kid at uh, Kansas State had just barely come out of the dugout. Gotcha. Um, this kid was, I mean, I, he was running around in front of the dugout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the Coneheads from uh, Saturday Night Live? Uh-huh. Steve yeah. Martin and Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> uh, somebody that asked, asked this question, and you've talked about this quite a bit. Is it youth or just bad pitching? I don't. We're not really young on the mound. Okay. Yeah, and you and you've talked about that. You you've talked about that. I mean, you're extremely young at the plate. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, uh, I look. You know, you look out there and you and you go, third base freshman, shortstop freshman, second baseman freshman, first base sophomore, catcher sophomore. I mean, you're you're young there. Your outfield has a little bit more age to it. A lot more, really, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, because Harrelson wasn't in the lineup yesterday, um, but I, I mean, on the mound, it's it's uh, those guys that have been here two and three years. 
I don't really think it's youth. I mean, some of it is. I mean, Tabor Fast started yesterday, and he's mm-hmm. a freshman. Um, I mean, I, I could go back and look at all the guys we used this weekend, but I, I don't think we used that many freshmen on the mound. Um, and by the time guys are to their second season, you you expect a little more. You go freshman, junior, junior, senior, junior, junior, Saturday, sophomore, junior, freshman, freshman, junior, senior, Friday, junior, senior, sophomore, sophomore, junior, junior, junior. I mean, so there's a little bit of freshman mixed yeah. in there, but there's a whole lot of junior. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole lot of junior. Mm-hmm. It's not, like you said, I mean, uh, your your youth has been kind of more in the infield. Um, and it seems like that's a lot. That's calmed down. It's shortstop and second base and third base and, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like you've gotten a little bit better defensively. Uh, I'm not saying that you're top notch, but no, I, th- I think you have. Um, I I, I really do. It's just um, it's just been inconsistency from the guys on the mound, really. And and I I don't have any idea, but I, I just wonder if you know as you you go back to Sunday and you see you come from behind and and um, last Sunday, not this past one, but you come from behind in a big spot a couple different times and and the bullpen lets the lead slip away a couple times, and then you get in those situations, and I think you just. I, I think you saw this weekend where you just you start to worry. Okay, is this going to happen again? Is this mm-hmm. going to happen again? And every time, you know, you're, you're down early three zero on Friday, and you surge back with a six run inning, and then it was just like, you know, they just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. I mean, I, I, they scored the first seven innings. You went on a stretch and going back to last Sunday where you had given up runs in the last three. You, you'd given up a run at least one in ten straight innings. Ten. I mean, you you can't win at this level like say, that. It's hard to win like that, you know. You can't. You just can't. I, I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. And, and um, even the, you know, we had seen Mason Molina and Trendon Parrish look, look really, really good in recent weeks, and they just, they kind of had a bad, you know, an off day. Mm-hmm. You know, back to back, both of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tabor fast yesterday went what two and a third, gave up five hits, four runs. Tabor couldn't throw a strike with his fastball. I mean, he he could throw the breaking balls were working really well for him, but if they don't have to respect your fastball and they can just wait, hey, everything's going to be off speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to hammer you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Coach Tadlock, if you asked him the question today or any other coach, what's the most important thing for a pitcher? Fastball command. Yeah. Fastball command. Got to be able to spot his fastball. Got to be able to throw it for a strike. Got to be able to hit the inside of the, part of the plate and outside part of the plate. Got to be able to command his fastball. Tabor didn't give himself a chance when he wasn't able to do that. You know, and, and you, you know, you start off the game yesterday great. Um, in your half of the first, you know, you score four runs right away and then give it all, almost all of it right back. Just immediately. And, then, and that's just been a... To me, a huge problem for this team this year. It feels like, and that you used to be the team that always did this to others. Like they would score, and you would immediately answer back and kill their momentum. Mm-hmm. But this season, it's been a season of you scoring, and then immediately they, the other team, up answers back, and you just never get any momentum from it. And I, and I guess I, 
you know, I, I just, at a certain point, did the, did the hitters start to think, man, it doesn't matter what we do. I mean, or did the hitters start to feel like, man, we got to score, put extra pressure on themselves, feel like, man, we got to score 12 every game. That's that, that's a crazy number to think. I mean, it's just like, or, I mean, I know, you're, I know you're not being facetious. I mean, when you say that, because yeah, and, it, it's been kind of the case. And don't don't get me wrong, this offense, I mean, the, of of Sam Houston State's, it was it was really impressive. They were good, they were good. They have some, I mean, good bats. They have, I mean, their center fielder would start for just about everybody in our league. He's he's really good. They're. 24-year-old first baseman used to be Friday night starter, been playing college baseball since 2018. He can hit, man. 2018? <laughs> 2018. This is kind of just a crazy story. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it's they got some guys in their lineup that can swing it, so I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, they, you know, they've, they've got some good bats. And that, that offense probably, it would probably rate in the top, four in the big 12 conference okay so give them some credit mm-hmm. okay give them some credit um four or five somewhere in that range um they deserve that but i mean it's just right now it's just the inconsistency on the mound you know and, and again going back to yesterday i mean at one point in time you'd, you'd climb to have a what nine to six lead and i'm not gonna say you're feeling comfortable but then i wasn't but then boom right away you give up two in the seventh you had already given up a four-run lead once. Yeah, yeah, right. I think you even said that on the air yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then you get that insurance run in the eighth, which probably really, really helped. Yeah, that was that was a big a big run to push across in the uh, yeah. in the in the bottom of the eighth inning. You win it ten to eight and and win the series. All right, your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for being with us today. Today is May the 8th, 2022. It's time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1906 is where we will kick things off. Philadelphia A's pitcher Albert Bender is deployed into left field in the sixth inning mm-hmm. and responds with two home runs in the A's 11-4 win over the Boston Americans at Huntington <laughs> Avenue grounds in Boston. I want to know if he had a good curveball with the last name of Bender. Yes. <laughs> but way to step up in left field. and No doubt. At the plate, really. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell you that he made he booted three balls in the outfield. Cost him six runs, but he homered twice. That's all that's important. 1929. New York Giants pitcher Cal Hubble. No, no hits. The Pittsburgh Pirates 11 to nothing at the Polo Grounds in New, New York City. 1946, Boston Red Sox shortstop Johnny Pesky scores six runs in a 14-10 win over the visiting Chicago White Sox. That's why they have a pole named after him. Because he scored six runs? The Pesky pole. Yes. They named a pole after him yeah, because of that? the Pesky pole, right, in, in uh, Boston? Not because of that. But yeah, okay. Because <laughs> of his whole career. They, they do. It's down the right field line. Yeah, his whole yes. career kind of led to that. Not just yeah. – you got to have more than one good game. Than to get a to get a whole pole named after you. <laughs> 1973, Ernie Banks fills in for Cubs manager Whitey Lockman, who was ejected during the game, technically becoming baseball's first African American manager. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little tidbit. 
1996, New York Yankee Dwight Gooden wins his first AL game, beating the Tigers 10-3. And in 2014, in the NFL Draft, South Carolina outside linebacker Jadavion Clowney, first pick by the Houston Texans. It is National Coconuts Cream Pie Day. <laughs> we got to have a run of those Gilligan Island episodes today where they're making the coconut cream pie, right? I love coconut, but cream pie, anything, I'm out. Jeff's just smirking because he, he, he knew as soon as he brought that up that you were probably going to bring up the you don't like the cream and that I was going to bring up Gilligan's Island. No, I was talking about the fact that you think there's coconuts on coconut cream pie. <laughs> that also very humorous. Bullfighter, do you have that on the list? If you don't, Bullfighter. No coconuts no needs coconut. to be on there. <laughs> no coconuts. That's right. You think I'm strange, don't you? No, no. We know you're strange. <laughs> you know that. No comment. No comment. Okay, that's all right. Happy birthday to Dave Attleboro, who's 97. He's known for creating documentaries like The Planet Earth and The Life of Birds, among many, many, many others. Uh, Enrique Iglesias is 48. What? Who? Which one? Enrique Iglesias is Enrique. 48. Okay. Okay. Kimball Walker, 33, and Adrian Gonzalez is 41. And on this day in 1945, both Great Britain and the United States celebrate Victory in Europe Day. Mm. Cities in both nations, as well as formerly occupied cities in Western Europe, put out flags and banners rejoicing in the defeat of the Nazi war machine during World War II. The 8th of May spelled the last day when German troops throughout Europe finally laid down their arms. Okay. And that is this day in sports history. All right. 649 uh, this morning, uh, this day in sports history. Uh, Bullfighter says he's adding it now. Okay. Thank you, Bullfighter. Adding you it now. would not want to miss coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> Do not want to miss coconuts. Uh, I met uh, uh, a number. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a large number, but... Uh, I ran into a few Morning Drive listeners uh, over the weekend at Cinco de Mayo, Jamie, including John. I ran into John. He is a, like, every day, all day, because he's in his truck, does construction work. In fact, his firm and the guy that he guys that he works for, they did the work on the Texas Tech uh, Baseball Clubhouse. Nice. And uh, was telling me that uh, they, they were the ones that hung the big double T in the clubhouse. And he asked me if I'd been yet, and I said, no, I'd, cool. I'd love to see it. But uh, anyway, so uh, he was uh, he was glad to point out that uh, you know, he sought me out, and he was a morning drive listener, and so I was glad, to, I was glad to, sh- to shake hands with him. I mean, clearly he's not listening to us all day, every day, because then he would know that you haven't been to it yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Have you not been invited? I've not been invited, no, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if, I don't know if, I don't know if, Invitations have been issued to others, or if you just if you can just kind of walk in. Well, you can buy a ticket. Take yourself a tour of the, club, to the clubhouse. The clubhouse. You can buy a ticket. Clubhouse. I'm talking to Dan Lafilter at Griffin Park. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Pepsi Man was also at Cinco de Mayo over the weekend, <clears throat> and he wants Seems to know like a good place for Pepsi Man. Yeah, right, right. Um, did you give him a new nickname? No, no, he wasn't Corona Man or no <laughs> Tequila Man. It would have been Dosecki's Man. <laughs> Dosecki's Man. Yeah, okay. Dosecki's Man. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Good morning, guys from Lubbock, Texas." Hey, Chuck, when are you going to buy a suit like the Garcia Brothers? The Garcia Brothers. One, they, well, the one guy had a, a, a 
a big yellow suit with a big feather coming off of uh, his head, <clears throat> off of his hat, his big hat. Um, that that we're in that we're in uh, this weekend at Cinco de Mayo. I can see you with a red one. Yes, mm-hmm. they also had purple. They also had purple, and I uh, got my picture taken with the uh, Garcia brothers, and I sent that to uh, the lucky lady, and she she showed it to the boys, and the young phenom said, "She said, what do you think?" And she said, uh, he, "He said to her, he goes like Grandma, you know how we feel about purple in this house, because <laughs> one of the two of them." I think three of them were wearing purple and one was wearing yellow. <laughs> so there you go. He's, there you go. He's, he's just, he just looks at the color purple and has immediate hatred, which is awesome, whether it's TCU purple or K-State purple. Really, any kind of purple is bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you'd agree, at least agree with the TCU purple, right? Oh, I would definitely just yeah, yeah. agree with that. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 6.52 this morning. Here raising them right. On the, I'm trying. Well, I, I mean, I'm really not in charge of raising them. I'm, I'm more in charge of, I think, I, I think what spoiling? I'm Spoiling? Spoiling, yes. But I mean, I think the parents are in charge of correcting what I, what I say to them. You know, probably give them misinformation, right? And then there's some I could, corrections going on. If you on. were to tell me that that was going on, I would tell you that I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so if you have a thought or a comment, uh, 806-771-0973. That's the uh, Visual Tech IT hotline. Uh, we get this question. At what point does the offense just give up because the pitching is so bad? I mean, I, that's that's frustration from the text line, but I mean... It, I'm sure that the I'm sure the hitters are going. Come on, guys. Hey, look, how about getting three outs in an inning, right? Well, they do it every inning. Yeah, I mean, like three in Except a row. Except for the walkouts, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they get three outs. In no, every I, I understand that. I understand that. Okay. But I, mean, but I mean, like, like three in a row, like three up, three down. Like that was quick work. Yeah, it's just it's just not happening very often. Happened mm-hmm. in the ninth yesterday, so that was nice. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's not, and I I don't. You know what? I've never been on a high-level baseball team, mm-hmm. um, but it, I, I don't know if there. I imagine there are times where there's dissension between the two, between the hitters compared to the pitchers, or the pitchers compared to the hitters, when one is really struggling, and you hate for that to happen. Um, obviously, I have no idea if that's going on with this team or not. I there's a little bit of me that would. Um, wouldn't be shocked if somebody told me that that kind of stuff is going on. It's but just some frustration, right? Yeah, no, and 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 I do think that there's this team is is I've said it all season long. I just don't know that there's a whole lot of veteran team leadership on the team, and and with so much youth, I think that that factors in. That's that's not the ideal situation. It's almost kind of like um, you know football in a way. You know when you have this high explosive offense and then the defense can't force a punt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like we've, yep. we've certainly we've seen that before. We've certainly experienced that um, as well um, here in this town. So that's uh, that's a, that's a little frustrating. I got some other baseball texts I want to get to, uh, but we just aren't going to have enough time to kind of give you the full opportunity to give a full opinion on it. We'll have a high school fan zone on the air tonight. Coaches from Estacado, Coronado, and Monterey uh, will uh, be on to discuss their teams. Monterey baseball team advancing on in the playoffs. Estacado is uh, done for the season. And then Wednesday, Lubbock High School Friendship and Lubbock Cooper all make appearances. And the uh, Friendship and Lubbock Cooper baseball teams advancing on 
uh, this weekend as well. So that's uh, that's good to hear and good to see and opportunities uh, for others uh, out in the area as well as they have uh, advanced on as well. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, crack the code. And we're trying to crack the code uh, with our baseball team and uh, see if we can figure out what to kind of cobble it all together. Uh, if you crack the code this week, you could win $1,000 instantly. And who couldn't use that? Uh, from Double T 97.3 in the home zone, where they make your house a home every day at 50th and Indiana. You uh, go to DoubleT973.com, answer a couple questions, put in what you think is the code, like right now, and then your next opportunity to win and cr- try to crack the code is at 10.15 this morning with the end of the bench guys, Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton. And then the bottom line fellas this afternoon, uh, Jamie and uh, Clint Scott at 1.15. Then don't forget Tech Talk this afternoon at 4.15. So somebody could win 1000 bucks today if you crack the code, or tomorrow, or Wednesday, or Thursday. And then at the end, first day of June, somebody's going to have a chance to win 5000 Somebody's going to walk away with $5,000. Five grand. And who couldn't? That's a big day right there. Who couldn't, who couldn't use $5,000, right? So uh, crack the code. Uh, go to DoubleT973.com and get signed up to participate and then put your uh, your best five numbers in there. Okay, if you've got lotto numbers you use or whatever, uh, your best your best five numbers. I do think it'd be funny if we just did one, two, three, four, five. I think that'd have been funny. If think we so. it, so wait, some idiot would have his code in his luggage. <laughs> really? Think so? I forget that you are an inexperienced movie watcher. Spaceballs. Okay. That was what the, the code was. Okay. And it was the so, stupidest code anybody <laughs> ever heard. And the president walks in and he's like, that sounds like the code of my luggage. Somebody changed the code on my luggage. Okay. Like that was the. Yeah. I didn't get it either. Chuck, I'm, so. sorry. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes the, sometimes the, the brain waves just aren't connected. I feel better that I'm not. In, some, in sync with you today. To, Nothing to, is over <laughs> until we decide it is. Right. I've heard that one before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 718 Numerous this times. Here this morning on the morning drive. All right. Uh, DraftKings put out their uh, early uh, over under for uh, victories uh, for football. Uh, where do you think they have Texas Tech? At seven and a half. Yes, they do, right? Have you already talked about this? I do a lot of shows. I know you do. I didn't know if you'd already talked about this or not. I realize this came out on Friday. Uh, I didn't have an opportunity to, to hear you. You're fine. Um, over the weekend, or on Saturday, on Friday, I should say. I heard Shockingly, you the Chuck, not everyone listens to mm-hmm. the bottom line, so I, I think it's a good subject. That's usually a, a, good, a good time for me to be kind of listening is between uh, one fifteen and about, you know, three, sometimes about and out and about uh, seven and a half. Do you think that's about right? I think it's fair because you were, you know, you were seven and five in the regular season last year. Mm-hmm. You're hoping for a step forward, but you also know the schedule is tough. Yeah. It's not easy in mm-hmm. the non-conference. You have two games in the non-conference where you're like, well, you could possibly lose those sure, two. Sure, absolutely. Right? At Wyoming and then, of course, the, the game with Oregon. What? I was putting the home one against Tarleton in there. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did any number surprise you of the others? Like, uh, 
for instance, Oklahoma's Oklahoma's at nine and a half. K State's at eight and a half. Texas o- I think is Oklahoma at nine, and nine and a half is too high. I think Oklahoma okay. will be better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. But come on, that that seems like a massive jump. It does, right? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially considering what they did last year, or didn't do last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, he's got to prove to us that he can coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I mean, well, I mean, I think everybody gives him the benefit of the doubt so far, mm-hmm. Venables. But I, I just think it, at this point, he's got to prove that he can do it before we're like, oh yeah, just it's a gimme. They'll win ten. Yeah. Uh, the new schools that are coming in, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, uh, BYU's at six, Cincinnati, four and a half. Boy, that's a fall for them. Yeah, it sure is. And I, 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 I feel like most of us have felt like that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say also a fall for Houston at four and a half. I mean, that's they, a huge drop. Yeah, they go five and seven. I mean, there's going to be some people, or even four and eight, there's going to be some people calling for the head of the head coach. Um UCF even for them at uh, at six and a half is is a fall. Mm-hmm. I mean they're used to eight, nine, ten wins, and it will be interesting, particularly with Cincinnati and UCF because um, you know Cincinnati's in a in a it's a tough situation because they're in a pro city. You know, Bengals heavy, Reds heavy, um, where you know I'm sure that the college football team until Recent years has been kind of an afterthought. I mean, it's not necessarily. I mean, their their stadium isn't huge. I mean, it's nice, but it's it's not what we have. Um, and you know, they they probably you know fight to get on the the lead of the news, uh, especially during football season. Now, their recent success, of course, there's been there's been a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. But it'll be interesting once they have a little bit of adversity in the Big Twelve and they start facing tougher teams week after week after week as opposed to well we've got this team that we can really prepare for and then after that it's pretty smooth sailing you know what i'm saying yeah it's a different deal yeah it's a different deal when you're when it get, when it gets tougher every week oh we got uh we got this school this week oh oh we got this school this week oh we got this school this week yeah hey welcome welcome to big boy football it'd be interesting to see what happens to their fan base same thing with ucf now byu th- those folks they understand because they've They've played hard football schedules, even as an independent. I mean, they've had their patsies, but they've had, they've they've been they, they've been there in, in the thick and thin. And I think that you know it's a little bit different for them than it is um, Cincinnati, Houston. I really don't know what to make of that. I, I, I you know because there have been times when they've really they've gone damn near undefeated, and it really hasn't moved the needle. I don't I don't think what's going to happen now that they're in the Big Twelve is going to move the needle either. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to move the needle is, you know, when some of these schools like Baylor or Texas Tech come to town on a regular basis, uh, that'll move the needle, but it won't yeah. move the needle in a positive direction as far as and, UH fans are concerned. And will they do what they've done in the past and, know oh, you have to buy a mini-season ticket mm-hmm. to get one ticket yeah. to a Tech game. you got to buy the Baylor game and the Kansas State game, too, or whatever. Just so like they did to us previously at Houston. So when you look at the the schools that have the half, like let's just say Iowa State five and a half, I, I would be really surprised if they only won five games. Really? But it's but it's not it's not it's I would it's not I would and they're going to stick with the same quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, I would take the under on that one. You would okay. on Iowa State's five okay. and a half. Okay, uh, what about Kansas at six and a half? Would you take the under there? I think I would. 
Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I see them six to seven. So, um, yeah, I'd take six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Oklahoma State, I feel like I'll take the under. I'll take the under too. I guess. Okay. And I would. I feel like the TCU seven and a half is a. I'm taking under there. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and then uh, what's the last thing? What's West Oklahoma Virginia? State? Uh, Oklahoma State is um, six and a half. I probably would go the over. Okay. How about um, how about West Virginia at four and a half? Under. Under. And the question then becomes: No, can, there's no question. He's fired. He's fired. Yeah. He's fired. Okay. You think there's a question? You think if they win four games, he has a chance to keep his job? No, I, I, no. I yeah, there's no question. Yeah, I think, I think they they will reach a point where their um, their buyout becomes a little bit more he advantageous. Might, he might not even last the year. Wow. That case, he seems a bit out of. He seems a bit out of sync there. Uh, Kansas is a non-conference schedule. Missouri State, Illinois, and then at Nevada. That that seems like that's a a three and zero start for them. Uh, they do uh, play UCF. They do play BYU in terms of the new kids on the block, and they finish up at Cincinnati. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Um, before we get to your question of the day, just a, a quick shout out to another Morning Drive listener that I met at Cinco de Mayo on uh, Saturday. Okay, so I uh, I was talking to this guy and. Uh, this young lady said, "Hey, you're you're that guy." And I'm like, "Okay." And her name is Violet. She's 12 years old. Okay. And she and her friend Kate quote giggle to us, Jamie. Okay. Giggle at giggle, us. Giggle, giggle, giggle to us. Her her friend's dad drives her and her friend to school. He's Jared, and she said this. And I know she's a listener. When she said this, she said. He texts us tidbits. Okay. <laughs> she thinks we're funny. So anyway, so I mean, so I mean, and you you can relate to that age group because your your kids have, you know, just one's just come out of that age, um, and so works with people that age. Well, usually or act that age. Usually anyway. the 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 twelve year old girls. I mean, they're like. They would think of sports yeah, radio as uh, not necessarily something that they really want to listen to, right? Yeah, I I said something last night with the uh, 15-year-old and the wife, and I thought it was pretty funny. The wife thought it was pretty funny, and the 15-year-old did not. And I stated that I thought my comedic value in the family was underappreciated, to which my wife agreed again. Okay. And the 15-year-old said, there is no value. <laughs> there is no value. I thought she was just going to say there, not. Yeah. There is no fa- value. You're not funny. <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> and the 18-year-old was no wrong, nowhere to be found. I don't know where she was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Much like normal, she wasn't at the house. Yeah. She's probably running stairs somewhere as a punishment for something. That she <laughs> All right. Your, uh, your question of the day, sir. 
All right, Chuck told us just a few minutes ago the over and under is set at seven and a half for the Red Raider football team. Mm-hmm. My question for you today is, for the Red Raiders to hit the over and get to eight mm-hmm. wins, you get to choose one player, blank, Oh, must play really well. One player, blank, must play really well. Bing. Okay, I, I'm going to give Jeff the low hanging fruit. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Gino Garcia, your kicker. I think he's got. I think he's got to. He, he's got to hit field goals. He's got to hit extra points. He's got to. I mean, he's got to do what kickers do, because I mean, they can win you and they can lose you. So I'm going to say he's got to play really well in order for you to hit the over. Okay. Tyler Shuck. He is your starting quarterback. He The ball is in his hands every play on offense. I trust our defense enough to easily carry their half of the responsibilities mm-hmm. of getting to seven wins. The offense has struggled at times. And if Tyler Shuck... I guess you could say or Baron Morton. If well, he's nope, nope, no, you can't. Okay. No, you well, can't. Then I, then I will stick with Tyler Shuck since he's your starting quarterback game one. If he's playing well, that means he's healthy and he will finish the season as your starting quarterback. Okay. I think the correct answer has been given, and I think it is by Chuck Hines. I think it's Gino Garcia. If Tyler Shuck doesn't play well, you've got a really good guy behind mm-hmm. him. And Baron Morton, okay? The other answer for me is Steve Linton because he's thought of as the guy that can do the best job of putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, But I think, again, I stay away from the quarterback. I don't think it's the low-hanging fruit because I think you have two of them, and either one of them is capable, and so either one of them could get the job done. Mm -hmm. I think Gino Garcia. I mean, just go back a few seasons in the Kingsbury era and realize when you didn't have a competent kicker, how many games you lost because of that. That West Virginia game was just, was just huge. Numerous. Yeah. Numerous. And so taking a step forward to a new kicker, um, you know, having Garcia uh, pick up right where uh, others in front of him over the last couple of years have, have been really good. And not just being able to make the extra points, but, I mean, field goals – I mean, missed field goals are just massive momentum turns. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I feel like it killed that that era, that year of the the Kingsbury era. I mean, shoot, you can even go back to to the 2008 season. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and that near disaster with your kicking game. Okay, pull a guy in off the stands. So Gino Garcia to me, and he's the guy, right? I mean, I think at this point he, we're he not really the, he is the guy. Yeah, yeah, we're not questioning. I mean, he's For the guy. Field goals. Yeah, he's Extra he's got to be good. But again, I I would put Linton second on my list just because he's believed to be the guy that can has the best chance to put pressure on the quarterback for you. Yeah, uh, they one thing that they have not settled yet, and Coach McGuire talked about this after the spring game was the the kickoff person because he he wants the ball kicked off into the end zone. Thank God, you know, he wants it, and so he. Neither one of their kickers have, have been consistent enough yet for him on that. So that's that's what he wants to see developed between now and and uh, and the fall, you know, the kickoffs. Yeah, I feel like that uh, scene in Edible House where you know you, you you know Otter comes in and after Bluto goes crazy and and says Bluto's right. 
yeah, a little disjointed, maybe a little off, but he's right. That's what I, I kind of had that. I kind of had that feeling when you said, "There's only one right answer, and it's Gino Garcia." I'm like, "Oh, okay, wow, I got one. I got one right." I, I didn't say only one. I'm I'm just saying that was that was the answer I had. Yeah. Also, okay. Um, I don't think Tyler Shuck is the right answer because I think you have two guys. Yeah, I agree right? with can, that. Can if Tyler Shuck, you know. I don't want to put anything on him, but, but if, if he goes down, let's if just he see. has a really bad tummy ache for twelve mm-hmm. straight weeks that starts at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. you're still good at the quarterback position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Notice I didn't like make it a career-ending knee injury; it's just a bad tummy ache. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> he ate some bad fish every day. The twelve <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Where would you put like Taj Brooks on this list? I, I wouldn't put him super super high because you have because you've got Cameron options. At the running back position. Yeah, I, I would. I, I mean, I feel like he deserves to be in the conversation, mm-hmm. but yeah, just like Tyler does. Absolutely. And then the wide receiver position. I mean, is there one wide receiver over the rest that you're like, if you lost this guy, you still you wouldn't be productive mm-hmm. at the wide receiver no, position? I feel like you're in pretty good shape there. Yeah. I, and, and Would it be fair to say, though, that your chances of succeeding if Dre McCray does what we expect him to do and take over? that position that that would exponentially help you get to the eight wins yeah maybe because that's something you were lacking last year is the the big time make a play receiver Hmm. well i just i mean i think you have a big time receiver in jared bradley i think he's a superstar in the mating making i just think you got to um you know you just need consistency from a young guy and and look if loic fungi can stay healthy and be your your you know big receiver down the field, be physical. Um, well, I think that, that's what Jared Bradley is, isn't he? Is well, he a big receiver down the field. Yeah, I think both those guys are. Oh. Uh, let me get my handy little roster here. But you know, I mean, Fungi is give you his measurables here. Number eleven. I mean, he's six four two fifteen. And uh, and Bradley is um, he's six five two fifteen. So both both those guys, you know, have some size about them. But certainly Bradley has proven to be. I mean, he was really good for you last year, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And the fungi came on. So. Should we have maybe included Rusty stats on this? The offensive lineman? To shore up the offensive line and, and really help both your running game and passing game? I think he's in the conversation, yeah. yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 7.39 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to doubleT973.com. It's uh, presented by the mobile app by Happy State Bank. Also, Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, this question, Chuck, why do you care if others are watching the game or on their phones? I was probably speaking more about myself than anything else. But I don't care. You do you, man. Uh, somebody wants to know this. Wonder what they will do for a second locker room when they host high school playoff games. I would imagine, giving this, given this current head coach... And his love for high school football and his relationship with high school football and how much it means, blah, 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 because of his extended time, that I'm certain there's a plan for it. 
if they're going to host high school playoff games here. And I would think that they would probably want to do that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's, it's just the head coach. I think no. it's the, the school understands. Yeah, the yeah, yeah of absolutely. That. But I mean, I, my point was, you know, um, given how much he's made this a point to be, hey, we're high school friendly, blah blah blah, and not that any other head coach hasn't. Um, I think Matt Wells did. <laughs> I think I think when all we signed was <laughs> portal guys, I think yeah, I think he was sending a message. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, the, uh, another message got uh, got sent. That's got probably sent completely to, unfair of me, got, but got sent to him. Yeah, <laughs> got sent to him. So uh, looks like we've got um, a sibling for Jamie the calf this morning. Yeah. Okay. I wonder That's what, good news. I wonder what this one's name is going to be. somebody to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What's, uh... It would break your heart if they named it Clint, wouldn't you? Oh, man. Oh, no. That would sting. No, I'm talking to Chuck. No. <laughs> no, no that would sting. <laughs> that it would be Clint and Jamie who have calves and, and you didn't have one. Okay. That calf doesn't look like me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the one that is named after Jamie looks like Jamie? Well, he did look like me. He was good looking. Yeah, it was a good-looking calf. Hey, yeah, looked like he was yeah. in really good shape. Yeah, you know, yeah, had some had some strong calves on that calf. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was a good-looking, good-looking yeah. calf. Right. Yeah. Good he looking. was only slightly going bald. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> um, somebody wants to know this question, uh, Jamie. Will we need to sweep West Virginia, or is two or three sufficient to make the tournament? Well, I think you're still currently projected as in as of right now okay um so i don't think i don't think you even have to i don't think you have to win the series to still be in Mm -hmm. okay depending on what you do now if you drop two to abilene christian and then you lose two of three to kansas now that's a different deal yeah right Mm -hmm. but I think if you win one out of three at West Virginia, you're you're not feeling great about where you are. You're still probably hanging cl- somewhere close to the bubble, and you're going into selection Monday a little bit nervous. Again, depending on what you do on those other games, okay? Because maybe you have a long run in the D- in the in the Big Twelve tournament. I I don't know, and you beat some good teams with high RPIs there, or you know maybe maybe you sweep Kansas and you take two from Abilene Christian. I I don't know. I don't know, right? But um. I think if you you, you got to win at least one, in my opinion, to to kind of stay in the mix. Okay, and and I mean it really kind of starts with tomorrow, right? I mean, you probably need to. I mean, keep yourself from being like too much backs against the wall. Splitting against Abilene Christian would. I mean, it's, again, it's not going to give you any kind of automatic bid or anything, but it kind of keeps the. It's par. It's par. Keeps people at bay a little bit, right? It's par. That's bad. that's a good way to that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Um, uh, people have uh, talked about this last out last yesterday. Uh, on the last out, uh, Brandon Beckel yelled at the Sam Houston runner. Uh, I think if you can read lips, I don't think he said anything more offensive than "Yeah." Uh, content has a lot to do with whether a player is ejected or not. Um, then this person says TV replay was from behind, so you couldn't tell what was said, but it was obviously directed at the runner. This person says, celebrate with your team, not in the face of your opponent. He pulls that stunt in the majors or here. One of his teammates is going to get drilled. So, 
I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened on the last play. Just go, going by what was said, but you know when um, when we talked, you know, going all the way back to the Oklahoma State series when Brandon was ultimately ejected and then suspended for four games, which really hurt you the next weekend in Austin and even into the next midweek because you didn't have one that week, even in the next midweek at um, New Mexico. Um, we talked about, and, you know, it's a mistake. Um, you know, heat of the moment. Both teams are yelling, screaming at each other, talking smack to each other. Um, he'll learn from it. Okay? I mean, if I'm being honest with you, uh, I don't think he's learned from it. Uh, we've seen him be warned since then. Uh, we saw again yesterday. It, I don't, me personally, and we all know I'm Uncle Uncle Upright. I'm Mr. Old Fuddy Duddy. I don't like trash talking. I don't like it. Okay. I've never competed at a high, high level. I don't understand probably the emotions that go into it. Okay. And in the heat of these battles, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's emotional. I mean, it gets your blood flowing and all the above. So I'm probably not the guy to talk about it, but I am definitely a guy that's respect the game, respect the opponent. Okay. And, um, I just, I don't know that a Brandon has learned from the mistake. Um, I thought it was, uh, just very unsportsmanlike yesterday. I mean, you had just won the game. Be happy you won the game. Celebrate with your teammates. I am all about pumping your fist and flexing and You're yelling, about let's the go. Too. You don't have a problem with that. Cheer, celebrate with your teammate. Do not yell in the face of your opponent. Do not show up your opponent. Do not show up the umpire. Whatever. Okay? I just... I, I, I don't like that. That's me. Okay? Um, it's disappointing to me that it happened again. I have no... Uh, the umpire, I, I was watching the umpire there at first base. He stepped forward. I don't know if he was stepping forward to say, I'm going to make sure I get in between these two so nothing escalates. Or if he was stepping forward almost to say, I'm going to throw this guy. Well, I don't know that you can eject somebody after the, After game the game's is over. over. Right. I don't even know if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm sure to want to tempt that though. I'm, I mean, I know he's our guy and I know he's a key guy for us, but I, I don't I'm just not a fan of that. Yeah. I'm a fan of the way he pitches. I'm a fan of what he did on the mound yesterday. I just I'm not a fan of that. And and that's me being honest. Um, I wish, um, and, and me being more honest, I wish the coaching staff would say, no, no more. Not going to happen. Okay? I understand you need to let these guys play with emotion. I get it. But that, to me, was very unsportsmanlike. And you could understand why that would lead to, you know, guys getting heated. You know, guys starting to push around or throw punches, whatever. I mean, I don't... E- I mean, in in all the years of playing and watching sports, it's not very often that you see a guy do what Brandon Beckel just did right then, and it's a bad look, in my opinion. Uh, It's, I I just, it's just disappointing to me, and um, I I wish we didn't see that from our team. And that's me just being honest. 
Uh, this uh, from from Brian. He says a post game ejection is possible. Yeah, I, I thought that it was. Until the umpires leave the field. Yes, I, I thought that was the case. And so I didn't know if the umpire was I'm stepping in to make sure that nothing escalates here. Or, I mean, I'm watching his hand, and it almost looked like he was about to throw Beckel out. And how just sad would that have been? Oh, my God. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, and what would, what would our fan base have said? What is a guy doing? The game's over. Why do you eject a guy when the game's up? No, don't put yourself in that mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. You saw how much it hurt this team not having him. We are struggling on the mound right now. And you're taking the risk to get yourself tossed when you are so incredibly important to the team. Again, he's been really, really good for this year. It's been awesome to see how he's progressed as a freshman to sophomore to now being so incredibly good but man he's got to grow up he's got to grow up a little bit and and you guys have kind of cited the fact that baseball can't really police itself anymore uh with a high and tight pitch or something like that against somebody to kind of calm these guys down a little bit there's been a lot more chirping it seems like as the years Mm -hmm. have gone by yeah This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.